The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Hello. And Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hey there. (laughs) And we're going to talk politics and stuff like that. Um, Sorry, I'm a little scattered because I was running terribly late to the studio tonight, and I only just sort of slid in at the last minute. So sorry about that, everybody. What do you mean, we, mm-hmm. white man? Famous line from Zorro. I mean, yes. from Tonto. Oh. I mean, from... I, I, I said I was late. <laughs> Lone Ranger. <laughs> so I was saying sorry, guys. <laughs> Quite all right. Calling myself out. It's, <laughs> it's appropriate. Anyway. Quick, quick before we do. <laughs> well, and that's a... Maybe we should start talking about Tom Price in a moment then. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but before we do that, we should just mention a couple of things. We'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us in a few different ways. One of them is to send us an email, which is to civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. You can also reach us on the Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm. Uh, I don't think we yet have the, the new 280-character uh, limit or 480-character limit, but, you know. Oh, for Twitter? For Twitter. I understand they're, they're doubling the character limit. So. Yeah, they're just going to let Trump try it out. Yeah. See if he gets more coherent. Just, yeah. Just kidding. Ah! I'm... I, oh. <laughs> Oh dear, I, I'm I'm wondering if he's going to stop using tr- Twitter as much uh, once, like the courts force Twitter to like prevent him from blocking people because it's he's he's communicating using it as an official mode of communication as president of the United States. So it's it's impo- like it's not constitutional to like shut out of American citizens from finding out what the government's doing mm-hmm. and communicating directly with oh, the president. That's interesting. I would very much like yeah. to see that case brought. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and I just that's saw a Bill Newman kind of case. Yeah, and I just <laughs> saw an article on Slate sort of, you know, summing it up and apparently Trump's lawyers admitted like, yeah, he bans he blocked some people on Twitter. Because they were criticizing him and he didn't like it. And it's like, wow, that is not going to fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least I don't think it's going to fly. Who knows? Maybe maybe Judge Gorsuch will hear the trial and, and it will all work out well He's for him. He's been behaving badly lately. We can talk about that too in just a sec. <laughs> Let me just finish up. Sorry. Because like, no, no, no. It's my fault. <laughs> I'm bad. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. That's our community. Uh, we have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, with previous episodes of the show on it. And also, uh, our esteemed producer, uh, Mr. Roberts, will be trying to look things up as we talk about them and uh, posting links to stuff during the show, uh, as well as reading our lines of communication. And uh, the references he posts will have the hashtag civil references for those of you trying to follow along on Twitter or Facebook. So, Oh, and I should also mention we uh, are lucky enough to have a home here at Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Mass., or specifically in Florence, and a week from Sunday? Saturday. Which day is it? Next Saturday. Saturday, (laughs) right. It is a week from Saturday. Uh, October 7th, we are having a tag sale to raise some money for the radio station. So that's going to start at, I think, 9.30 in the morning and go till 3 o'clock here at the uh, studios for uh, – 
Valley Free Radio at 140 Pine Street in Florence. And we're going to be selling old records and other stuff that belongs not just to the station but to members of the station to, um, you know, try and raise a little money for our uh, ongoing plucky operations. It's going to be lit. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of vinyl, right? Somebody says a, a bunch of vinyl, so yeah. much vinyl, and uh, out and, of what, our are you bringing ar- Natty and Ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be out of hashtag our, lit. Oh out of God. our archives, is that right? From uh, the bowels of Valley Free Radio, I think so. From yeah. whence yes. it was, you know. And 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 for that matter, speaking of lit, uh, if I can find some uh, books that I'm willing to part with, I can bring those too. Mm. Or is How that, is that related to lit? How oh, God. Books related to lit? <laughs> oh, I was thinking, coke into a snafu, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> well done, well I, done. I, <laughs> mark the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be selling uh, some older equipment uh, that is in... You know, various states of, of repair. Uh, we're going to be selling a lot of our old vinyl uh, that has been collecting dust for years and years in the in the closet. So there might be some gems there. Definitely, if you're interested in records, then uh, uh, come down on on the seventh. Uh, tell anybody that's interested because we have shelves of the stuff and we're trying to get rid of a lot of it uh, to make some room for new stuff. Uh, like I said, equipment. Uh, there might be a couple monitors in there. Um, Our old intercom system, which is a couple of tin cans with a line of string, right? Mm-hmm. No, we still use that to communicate yeah. with the tower. Yeah, we oh, just okay. got a new string. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're all set. Don't, don't just give away the farm over here. <laughs> uh, we, we also are, like Mike said, we're getting a, a lot of stuff from our programmers. So books and uh, CDs and a bunch of stuff. And we're going to be we going to have the shirts by then. I don't know, but I hope so. Uh, we're hoping to have some new T-shirts uh, that are available for donation. Another one of our more productive board members is involved in, in getting that done. Charlie. Quite. Oh, yeah. Quite. Do you think there'll be a Raspberry Pi for all you techies out there in the in the group? Raspberry Pi. Raspberry now pie. there will be. You now mean, there will you be. You mean like a Bronx cheer or like <laughs> an actual pie? It's actually a device. I was tormenting genre over oh, there if it was okay. going to be in the mix. So, I mean, I'm not using mine, so yeah, sure. <laughs> It's not there one of the, them innuendos or something, is it? No, 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 no. It's actually, <laughs> it, is. it is a term of art. It's a technical term, and we were just having a prize. You know how you guys always talk about comic books, and I just go, la, 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 la. <laughs> so I was just doing that with John. Or for <laughs> a minute. Like, this time, it's <laughs> for Raspberry me. Pi is, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty recent within yeah. the last like few years, yeah. so it's, it's still useful for uh, light programming, or um, you can use it as a, uh, like a, uh, some people use that as a seed box sometimes mm-hmm. um i'm trying to get as far into the weeds as I can. <laughs> yes not well, to be confused with a raspberry beret yes <laughs> the kind you find in a secondhand store <laughs> well just so long as you're, you're telling me we aren't going to be we aren't going to sell any of our sky hooks or bulb wrenches <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anyway i'll, I'll be tell a lot you later int- when you're older there'll be a lot of interesting things i think probably at our i hope oh, so yeah. tag sale and, uh, you know, going for, you know, only an arm or a leg, not both. <laughs> Just supporting the station. No, right? but seriously, yeah. Like, it's all stuff we're selling for, for donations. So we hope you'll come by, check it out, and pick up some good stuff and, and help keep us on the air, actually. And so, once again, that's next Saturday, not this Saturday. Yes, October 7. Uh, it's a week from tomorrow. And, uh, oh, my God, it's the last day of September. Oh, dear. 
And uh, yeah, so stuff and like Yom, that. Kip- Yom Kippur is it? Is Yom it the Day of Atonement? Tonight. Actually, before we get into that, such a we should sna- uh, talking about keeping this station up and running. We are having our fall fun, fun drive yes. um, coming up in November. I just wanted to put that in your ear. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the week of the fifth, yep. fifth through the eleventh. Fox Day, um, mm-hmm. November. Uh, yeah. November. November. Guy Fox Day through Armistice Day. Wear your anonymous mask and yeah. donate early and often. And yeah, poppies. weapons? Can you donate weapons? Well, anonymous. <laughs> no. Come donate your Bitcoin. <laughs> Actually, dude, Bitcoins are still worth something. That'd be... We were just talking about gold farming yeah. before you came in. Any, because Steve Bannon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. In the Alabama be, race, that's where we got. Right. It'll be the 5th <laughs> uh, through the 11th. Uh, usually we do it over... Um, A week? Veterans Day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I did it. Originally Armistice Day, but yes, Veterans Day. Okay. But uh um so prep for that um and but definitely come to the tag sale. Um yep. both will in incre- incredibly help the station. Yes, I was going to mention the, uh, the 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 the, sa- the fun drive it as a little sort of stinger move away, but thank you for bringing it up, John. Ruined it. Mm-hmm. You did or I did? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's all among friends. Yeah. <laughs> break it up. Break it up. <laughs> Is that why you guys put up with me? I wonder. Uh, we're, all, we're all rowing in the same direction. You just can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the tent, but I don't know. In the tent, out of the tent, it's all going the same way, right? <laughs> it's a big tent. <laughs> Speaking of big tents, let's circle back now. Oh. <laughs> hey, there we go. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, exceed. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I was wondering if you had any insight, uh, actual member of the Republican Party, <laughs> about um, the recent uh, primary for the Republican nominee for the Senate seat in the Senate senatorial special election in Alabama, where um, Luther Strange, who totally sounds like, you know, a a a a funk musician who's like the cousin of Marvel <laughs> Sorcerer Supreme, Stephen Strange. Um, he was the tallest guy. Usually they win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I heard somebody. I heard read somewhere that he's supposed to be the tallest senator ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, against uh, Roy Moore, um, infamous Roy Moore. <laughs> yeah, infamous is certainly a good word. Has for he been it. removed as a judge twice? Twice from the, from the Alabama State Supreme Court back yeah. in like about fifteen years ago for that. Uh, grotesque uh, two-ton granite monument to the to the Ten Commandments, which he explicitly had installed uh, as a as a religious uh, icon, as a as a symbol of his deep commitment you to mean religious intolerance. Well, well, <laughs> uh, well, his his preference for Christianity and its values in history, and he basically said the basis of American culture is explicitly Christianity, which of course violates the Establishment Clause pretty thoroughly. And then just recently. Uh, Again, acting out of the same sense of— Got reelected after he was removed, right? Yes, exactly. He was elected again, and out of the same sense of uh, fascistic piety, he once um, again—he refused to uh, obey the orders of the Supreme Court and told state officials to ignore them in implementing the effects of the Obergefell decision, Obergefell v. Hodges, which basically said gay marriage is legal, so clerks in in, um, Alabama had to start recognizing same-sex marriages, and uh, and Roy Moore ordered them not to— 
and once was, again he was removed. and he was removed because the, and still he persisted. The, well, yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so I guess it goes both ways. But the uh, the supremacy clause is still pretty clear on that. Yeah. But he's bounced back, and uh, he, uh, uh, despite such things, or maybe because of such things as packing a gun to a rally and pulling it out and showing it to the crowd. He, he beat Strange by like 10 points or yeah, something like that? Yeah. Close to it. Yeah, yeah and Strange was the, um, est- not the establishment, but the establishment <laughs> candidate. Well, he, he was the yeah. interim candidate. Uh, I believe it's Governor Pointed. Bentley of Alabama had appointed him. and, and uh, To replace Jeff Sessions. To replace Jeff Sessions, who, oh, wow. Oops. No, no, not Jeff Sessions. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you're right, Jeff Sessions. I'm sorry, I was who thinking was of Who became uh, Attorney General. Yeah. So. And, and uh, uh, so... Luther Strange was the uh, attorney general of Alabama, and he was leading a corruption investigation into Governor Bentley, and Governor Bentley appointed him to the Senate, and uh, Strange accepted, and I guess that didn't go over so well with people. And Bentley, of course, has since resigned, and I think there was some other corruption scandal going on in Alabama involving, like, the head of their their legislature or something. Anyway, so um, – Aren't you glad you don't live in Alabama? I am, actually. <laughs> I much prefer the at least right now constantly. constantly. I, I much prefer the climate in Massachusetts in yeah. many senses of the term. I'm also allergic to strange fruit, so <gasps> oh yeah, that was a good one. Ugh, that was a grim one, but yes, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. <Oof>. Sorry. <sighs> um, so Alabama is an an interesting yeah. place, and and Rome I realize Moore, you're 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 from New England, so you're not exactly like super up to date on the intricacies of uh, what's going on in Alabama. But I, I look sometimes, but then I look away. So what can I say? <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, very interesting that Roy Moore was uh, beat out. The other candidate, uh, Bannon, was behind Roy Moore. So was Sarah Palin. Yeah. it's very interesting. But the establishment. Republican yeah, Party Strange had Trump's McConnell half, and had, had Trump's right. endorsement. Trump I mean, himself. Yeah, it seems to fall on McConnell as much as anyone else because uh, there was this one really bizarre moment where uh, Strange was out campaigning, and there were like McConnell aides on the side of the stage, and he but he was exhorting the crowd to vote for me because I'll stand up to Mitch McConnell, which. Wow. Doesn't make Didn't any exactly sense. Square, but but strange. I think was reading the room and realizing that the Senate Republican leadership is incredibly unpopular, specifically McConnell, with the Republican base. Even yeah, even Ryan now. Yeah, yeah. and and well, yeah, and Ryan House. too. I mean, it's it it's starting to look like there might be an insurgency effect. Similar yeah. to the Tea Party in 2010. And Trump crossed right over and said, well, maybe I made a mistake endorsing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He deleted all – somebody <laughs> deleted all the tweets that uh, yeah. he made in support of Strange before the special uh, – Another uh, thing he primary. might not be able – he probably can't do because of various the laws about presidential records and so yeah. forth. Right. So – Well, very interesting time. And I know nothing about the Democrat, but – has Alabama ever Doug elected? Jones or yeah, elected Tom a Democrat Jones or something? Oh well, yeah, I mean, not in, not in, not since recently. the nineties. Not in modern times. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, well, not since the nineties. I don't yeah. think. Not to the Senate. At yeah, least. and I don't yeah. know him at all. And very sort of interesting because he's going to give them all a hard time in the Senate if he gets elected. Roy Moore. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, you know, he th- he is uh, unabashedly deeply homophobic um, and. Uh, very unabashedly um, a believer in sort of Christian supremacy. 
You know, he, he, he's upfront about that. And that's why he thinks homosexuality is completely wrong because the Bible says so. And he's basically against just about anything he thinks that uh, contravenes the Bible, um, which uh, I won't say is entirely idiosyncratic to him. But uh, it's that particular sort of strain of mm-hmm. authoritarian uh, Christianity that uh, is, is really becoming. Uh, the rest of the Republican Party doesn't want him in Washington. Well, I, I think <laughs> a lot for a few exceptions, but I think there are probably. So, I, I think he's because I think people like Roy Moore are becoming a real well. I mean, from presence his in the state, Republican Party, we'll, I think we'll probably vote for him. I can't say that because I don't know that much about Alabama, as I said earlier. But I'm just saying that the um, Republican Party in Washington doesn't really want to have to deal having him make all kinds of stands and problems, and yeah. you know, bringing things to a head when they're trying to cool things off. Yeah, I mean, I think all of them are a little worried about him being in the Senate. Mm. Well, he does, certainly doesn't seem to have much interest in doing any of the compromise that sort of seems to be part of governing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he's kind of, I think what distinguishes Roy Moore from other sort of right-wing firebrands is... is like his, Ted Cruz. Like his, yeah, exactly. Is, is one hand his sort of rhetorical swashbuckling, and on the other hand, it's his audacity. I mean, I mean he's, you know... Uh, you know, I mean, we can come at him all we want from the left, but I think his willingness to get basically fired twice from the Supreme Court um, of for, Alabama, yeah, for, of Alabama, yeah. over stands on one, the Ten Commandments, and two, gay marriage. That's going to endear him to a lot of Republican primary voters. Yeah. Um, whether that's enough to build an enduring statewide base, eh. I mean, Doug Jones, the Democrat he's running from, is actually a fairly progressive candidate. A lot of times, um, maybe maybe somewhat by accident, because a lot of times when Democrats in the when uh, national Democrats think they want to run in the South, they tend to pick a more conservative Democrat, thinking it'll work better for them. Sort of a law and order kind of guy. Yeah, and it rarely does. Um, Jones actually has a decent. He opposes the Hyde Amendment, uh, which prevents any federal funding for abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, He's supportive of the ACA, um, so he's he's not doing the same kind of rhetorical um, centrism that you see. I don't know if that's going to work out. I mean, well, I think to some extent, for the, not to go all horse racy, but mm-hmm. I think for the Democrats, they're like, oh man, we just, the idea of winning a Senate seat against, especially against Roy Moore in Alabama, that's absurd. An, so let's try this guy as a trial bull and see what happens. I think you know? it would be an outstanding get, especially after kind of these near misses they've had with. Yeah. These um, special, oh, right. Those three elections special elections in Georgia yeah. um, and also the one in South North Carolina Carolina yeah. that kind of got mishandled and was a missed opportunity, I think. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I mean— John, would you yeah. going to flag me down for something? Yes. Um, the last time that—the <clears throat> last time that Alabama had a uh, purely a Democratic um, uh, senatorial delegation, basically, uh, they had two sent two— uh, was the hundredth uh, through the hundred uh, third uh, con- or hundred second Congress? It, it was Howell uh, T. Heflin and Richard Shelby. Mm. Um, oh, Shelby! Hmm. Yeah, he Shelby. Switched, I think right. Yes. Uh, yeah, before he switched to Republican, like and that is he is still in in office right now. Shelby Heflin, is? Oh. yes, mm-hmm. uh, he is under the Republican Party right now. Um, Heflin uh, was on. Un- was from 1979 uh, to 1997. Hmm. And um, fun fact, 
the Congress was purely blue until 1965 for some reason. Gee, what oh. happened around then? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Something about the EPA or something. Like yeah, that. historians. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The um, EPA is the uh, the early seventies. It's probably the Voting Rights Act. Eight. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so um, we still oh, did you know all that's, those that's still an went issue in? too. <laughs> all those monuments went up. Well, a lot oh, of them went yep. up before then, but yeah. Um, but there, but the the Confederate battle flag thing started becoming a thing. I, my understanding is sixty-five, sixties. The yeah. There is still a Democratic uh, Congress uh, person, um, Terry Sewell. Oh, Sewell. Can you tell where um, what Birmingham? In Bur- around Birmingham, Birmingham. does he Birmingham. have the, uh, the appointed majority African American district? There's usually one in Probably. at least every state. Uh, what Terry uh, Sewell? Yeah, I mean uh, Birmingham. Well, uh, she is African American, so and I'm she's assuming. in Birmingham, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. No. yeah, one uh, offshoot of the um, if that's the gerrymandered district. Right. Well, this is this is one offshoot of the Voting Rights Act, uh, statues of which have now been struck down by the Supreme Court, but mandating that you have districts that provide majority black representation in the South, where previously they had none. Yeah. So there's usually at least one or two districts in even in the Deep South that are sort of specifically engineered to be um, to enable African American representation. We'll see if that continues in subsequent redistricting. This, um, this is in the uh, this is the Alabama seventh, okay, um, which is in the seventh district includes most of the black belt, yep, as well go. as most of the predominantly uh, black portions of Birmingham, uh, Tuscaloosa, and Montgomery. So, not to be elitist, Boston also did the very same thing with their voting districts. Oh, Boston you mean the, the packing racist? and cracking stuff? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Sadly. Huh. Mission Hill. Man, I'm salty tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was designed to give representation. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't a bad intent, but it was used badly. Uh, yeah. It was intended to give people a, a, a congressman, so they didn't split everybody up, so they had no power. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, an it, attempt to right or wrong. Yeah. Our congressional districts still look pretty wonky. You yeah. Know, look at a map of, especially around Metro Boston. Yeah, that's what they were doing, Roxbury. I mean, we are Mission the state in, in literally Elbridge Jerry is the reason we have the term gerrymandering. So. Gary. Gary, thank you. Yeah. Do you there know he is. was vice president at one point? Under who, Adams? I think so. Okay, yeah. I, I guess so. One thing I do want to say about the um, uh, the intent. Uh, the intent is always good, uh, but then um, it has the effect of grouping people together. Right. Uh, which... Corralling is corralling people is never good. Basically, yeah. it also distorts um, actual voter uh, yes. proportions. So, if you have, for example, a lopsidedly Democratic majority black district that goes ninety ten, say for one candidate, and you in this person and this district is surrounded by other districts that are much more competitive, say like within five or ten points um, as a margin, there's there are w- ways that you could. Sp- you could redraw uh, those lines to make all of those districts more competitive by making them more diverse and more. Yeah, that's um, in gerrymandering terms. That's that's what's called packing. And the alternative is to split a group into just and make sure that they're so scattered that or they're they're scattered amongst districts so that they have no real influence. Right. Yeah. The cracking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a big problem in Texas. 
Well, and it's the problem with our whole democracy right now with Republicans right. and Democrats. But, I mean, in particular, yeah. in, in Texas, there have been yeah. a number of, of court cases where they've been finding them in violation of the Voting Rights Act for doing that kind of thing. Yeah, after the Voting Rights yeah. Act prevented them from doing yeah. it preemptively. Yeah, so. and, and also— I mean, the courts from stopping it preemptively. Right, right. and also uh, uh, violating the one-person, one-vote by creating smaller districts— for white people and and larger districts, I mean, pro- po- po- like a larger yeah. population in a district with that is predominantly uh, Latino, and then lighter, a smaller district for a smaller population of whites getting in the same number of mm. Congress people. So, yeah, um, tactics. Yeah, well, it's um, it's one of the. I mean, I don't want to get too much into like you know ooh, who's you know like which party's going to do what because it, there, obviously there is more to talking about politics and just the parties infighting or, or the, how the parties are fighting one another. But uh, at the same time, uh, I do wonder – I wonder about, like, for example, um, Trump really threw everybody for a loop with winning last November. So is the fact that, like, he actually recorded messages and went out and did a campaign rally and – did commercials and whatnot and, and whatnot, just actually did push for Luther Strange, who has been very much carrying Trump's water in, in the Senate. He was very loyal to, to Trump and basically did whatever Trump wanted. Um, so you could see why Trump would want him to stay there. Um, but Trump's uh, Trump didn't uh, no coattails. <laughs> yeah, Trump didn't pull, Trump didn't uh, uh, lift him up over the over the top. You know, Steve Bannon's uh, uh, uh was better at rallying people around Roy Moore. I just, I, I think Steve Bannon helped to get Trump elected. Steve Bannon clearly did. Yeah. yeah. But what do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, is there, uh, is this sort of uh, a sign of, of Trump being weaker? Are the Republicans going to start turning on him? Or is this just mean that whatever Trump has unleashed is now running loose entirely? I and think more Trump has unleashed. Actually, the, mm-hmm. the country was in a place where they're really still pretty mad, a lot of people. Yeah. And they still want to see some blood and, you know, whoever they hate this week, that's, you know, mm-hmm. the target. It's like, wh- who has said the, the metaphor of riding a tiger? Oh, you yes. You don't want to get <laughs> off? That's, that's kind you of— You don't dare let go. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the position I think Trump is, is in right now where he's, you know, he, he managed to surge on this wave of populism that I think he maybe— He, he and other Republicans didn't necessarily understand even though they were able to uh, work it to their advantage temporarily. But— the, the, you know, you're always in danger of being left behind and then being turned on. So, hmm. and Trump, especially, I think, is you know, his polls have not been great. They continue to be pretty bad. I mean, he's he, there was a small rebound, but it's going back. I mean, he's still almost 20 points in the hole for his approval rating, and that a lot of that decline has been among people who are, were considered his base, sort of lower middle class and working class whites. Um, so and and especially if he can't deliver, I mean, if he came into office promising to be a deal maker, promising to get things done and to break up some Washington gridlock. That's kind of his setting aside all the other issues that and all the other resentments he took advantage of. That was kind of his pitch. Yeah, that's fair. If he can't if he can't deliver on that, he just becomes another Washington flunky. Well, he certainly and, isn't delivering so far on anything he's right. he's talked about doing that he couldn't do entirely on his own. There's a lawsuit out there. I just want to mention that maybe you can jump off from this. There's a lawsuit. It's called Janice versus AFSCME, and it's a lawsuit to prevent 
um, government workers from being in a union, and it's a great argument. It mm. is that. I've been hearing about this. Government employees cannot pay money to a private company in order to be employed by the government. In other words, they can't pay dues. Oh. And they're saying that it's apt actually to be successful. And it's a very interesting argument. Wait, so government... Employees pay dues. Yeah, they, they, so in other words, they're saying they can't pay dues to a union. To a private company in order to be employed by the public so government. The, so the idea is they're construing unions as private companies. They are private companies. Okay. Yeah, so it's very interesting argument, and it and it just is the kind of thing that's happening right now. Well, so wait, <laughs> wait I don't understand why can't they pay oh, okay. dues to a union. Because it's a private... Why so, does that matter? Because they're public employees. That, so? so because you can't be forced to do something with the private sector when you're a government employee. In fact, you're prohibited from doing that. Okay. In order for your employment to be by the government. Oh, I see. In other <laughs> words... Yeah, uh, you you can't pay Joe's Lighting Company in order that I get hired to be the DPW worker right, in Northampton. But, I, but an, an employee union isn't the same as Joe's Lighting Company. Well, technically it is, actually. They're oh, incorporated. No. They're union, are the unions for-profit organizations? Yes, they are. Really? Yes. The, like the... Uh, the uh, AFSCME, Teamsters, yep, they all are. are this they? comes from the... This is this would basically overturn the Abood versus Detroit, yep, which yep. basically said the Supreme Court said it was reasonable Teachers, to require everybody, all employees, not just union members, to pay to support the cost of bargaining because all of them benefited from the that's wage true. hikes. Yep. So, yep. Mm -hmm. that's yep. the agency fee. It's going to yeah. be interesting if this gets overturned, and then to the see right to work thing, yeah, right. which is the Abood, yeah. But it just, I'm I'm sort of more bringing it up as sort of. A time where we're unraveling things. Right. We're, and it just took me by surprise because I, I hadn't heard about it. So I just read about I, it today. I've been hearing about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, like the the speculation is like, oh, yeah, well, Neil Gorsuch will be all over a yeah. chance to destroy public sector unions in the United States. Like his mom was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just. And he's in trouble right now because he gave, he went and gave a big speech at a Trump hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gorsuch did. <laughs> Well, maybe he'll be following <laughs> Tom Price out the door. No. Well, yeah, they that's didn't the news do that. over the transom this afternoon. That's uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price. Uh, uh, quote resigned. Quote resigned. Well, yeah. yeah. Before he could be fired tonight by Trump. Right. Because Trump was making up his mind. So. Because he apparently spent about a million dollars of taxpayer money on f military flights and private charter flights. And so did a bunch of other folks. I think he was he was pushed out because of the health care bill. That's my opinion. That oh, yeah. Trump doesn't like people that aren't successful. So... This was the excuse, was that no, he was... Trump well, I, Trump doesn't like people who he thinks make him look bad, so... Yeah, both both ways. Yeah, both are true. Yeah. So, so um, oh, uh, we should probably take a short break here on civil politics, uh, play a few PSAs, station announcements, and other things. So uh, we're going to do that, keep the FCC happy, and then we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more civil politics here on Valley Feed Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Valley Free Radio is hosting a community tax sale Saturday, October 7th, starting at 8.30 a.m. at 140 Pine Street in Florence. We are cleaning out our old vinyl and CDs, and our programmers will be bringing in items for the sale. All proceeds go towards station improvements. Stop by October 7th between 8.30 a.m. and 3 p.m. at 140 Pine Street in Florence for the Valley Free Radio community tag sale. See you there. And that's 
fine. There's nothing <laughs> ever, wrong ever, ever with being in the proper place. The <laughs> commonplace salt of the earth. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lilly Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo from Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie London. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphabet. Hello, this is Daniel Ash from Bad House Turns on Bell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. Subculture replays Sunday mornings from 2 to 4 right after OK Asia right here on Valley Free Radio. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And we're talking about, uh, well, we were, we were talking about uh, elections and, and uh, the Voting Rights Act, but I kind of wanted to pivot, if you guys don't mind, to talk a bit about um, one of the basic points of having uh, politics is to have sort of collective action, is to have sort of a governmental authority, a central sort of group of people in charge of getting things done that are socially necessary, which is kind of an abstract way of saying, like, you know, somebody's got to pave the roads. Somebody's got to make sure that the the power grid's working and all that other stuff. Now, who's clearing the roads in Puerto Rico? Yeah. <laughs> and somebody's got to organize disaster relief. And I think, I think it's fair to say the Trump administration has done an at least adequate job with dealing with Florida and, and Texas. At the same time, I think pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like – But they also were places where they were organized ahead of time. I think Puerto yeah. Rico is going to be worse than, um, than yeah. Katrina. And I only say that not – you know, it's Katrina was really, really bad. But part of it is that Puerto Rico – I don't feel like the governor knows how to 
get anything done. I mean, he just the governor of Puerto Rico of Puerto Rico. Sorry, I well, no, no, I just and you uh, were saying they're broke, which is true. Yeah, that like because for a long time, as a as a territory, ter- uh, Puerto Rico was able to offer these municipal bonds that were exempt from uh, uh, scrutiny. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but. As well, they were also Think Bitcoin. <laughs> they were they didn't have any municipal taxes. They weren't in a state, so there weren't any state taxes. The territory wasn't levying any taxes, and because it was a territory, uh, they had this ability to offer bonds that weren't subject to federal taxes either. So they were uh, triple tax free and were very attractive as investment instruments. Unless you know anything. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, like underlying like, value. They, well, they became attractive in the eighties. You know, I mean, it's the same logic, like the reason why mortgage-backed securities became a thing. People tend to take their mortgages very seriously because they like having houses, you know. So, like, you know, like, like you know, your, your, your salt-of-the-earth farmers or whatever, your, your simple, you know, your humble middle-class families or, you know, even, you know, upper-middle-class families like my dad, the investment banker, you know, he took his mortgage very seriously and he paid it on time and, you know, and, uh, uh, all this other stuff. You know, so people – mortgages at a very low rate of default for a long time. And, you know, you, you knew how much money was going to be coming in. That made them very attractive as investment opportunities. Like, I'm going to put a – we'll put our pool of money in here to underwrite mortgages because they'll be well done. And as you say, like, the, 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 the weasels get into Toad Hall <laughs> and – Took over Toad Hall. But right. Yeah. They, well, they take over the Toad Hall that's in charge oh, of – Oh, and the SEC right. and the people that were raiding the bonds and right. all that stuff. Right. They, the and tranches of bad stuff mixed in with good stuff. Right, right. And, they, they cut them into slices and sell uh, them off and then remix them and sell them yeah. off again so nobody actually knows who owns what. Liar's Huge. poker, I think they call yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, and the, and the kinds of mortgages that really got us into trouble are called liar's loans. Because people would just sort of assert, this is how much money I have. Actually, I think it was more derivatives that got us into trouble than Well, no, mortgages. but I mean, a lot of those derivatives were based on mortgages that were coming out of what were called liar's loans. It's like, I want a mortgage. Oh, really? Well, how much money do you make? Uh, $400,000 a year? Oh, okay, Mr. Dow, sign on the line. Hmm. You know, like, you could do a I'm credit gonna, check, but I mean... I'm going to disagree with you that it was liar loans, because this isn't a very Republican position. I believe that it was the derivatives... That were piled on top of it, so that even if you got two percent, there's no way you could support three hundred thousand oh, yeah. different things getting one percent. Oh, ju- I, 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 it I was see top heavy. It yeah. was the derivatives were a terrible idea. Yeah, um, not financially. Um, they weren't financially sound. Sound. They, they were poor investments. Yeah. And, and and I think the derivatives that were outside, they were outside of all the regulatory yes. frameworks. You're absolutely right. That was a huge part. Because yeah. I don't like to blame the people that had mortgages in their homes. Well, no, 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 and I. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to blame yeah. – a, a few of them probably were totally corrupt shysters. But for the <laughs> most – because, I mean, you're talking about millions of people. Some yeah. of them have to be, yeah. you know, you know, in on the bad behavior. But when it but started lo- to go and paper dried up, that's when everything yeah. happened. Yeah. And it wasn't but, the uh, but liars lot- mortgages. It was the derivatives. And well, the- that, was, that, that was what really fell over. But, like, yeah. part of it was the the – Banks like Wells Fargo, for example, started going out and lending money to people. They should be out of business. They should be. In my opinion. I agree. (laughs) Stefan's dead silent at the moment. (laughs) That they they didn't do the due diligence to find Mm -hmm. out whether or not they could pay it back. And they also pushed people, mostly African-Americans and Latinos and Asians, because awesome, uh, isn't racism fun, um, pushed – yeah, thank you, John. Pushed people, you know, from those demographics into – worse, you know, less good uh, kinds but, of mortgages. But that is, Risky. It's redlining. Yeah, that's yeah it's redlining. And, yeah. and so, 
um, like like they and they were looking for people who weren't. It would be really nice if we could blame the people who took out mortgages. I'm 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 not. Yeah, I'm I, not blaming them. But I'm, I'm blaming the people who are giving them mortgages. Nope, I'm not blaming them either. I I think it was. I think it was speculation. It was the speculation. No, 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 no. no. And that's see the thing is we're talking about the same thing, Sue, because. Uh, the people who are going out and creating a lot of those bad mortgages did so because it's like, well, there aren't really like more. There's no places to put money. That right. was the problem. That exactly. No, there was nowhere to put any money. So they did just what they did to the housing market when they blew it up. It, well, that's and it wasn't thing, yeah. the fault of the homeowner. It's the fault of the speculators. I agree. I agree. Just but, my opinion. No, no. I, I, yeah. I think we basically And I am the, not a populist. I'm just yeah. saying that when you look no, no. at what no, no. caused the problem, and then yeah. when all the paper dried up, all the companies couldn't borrow money. So right. guess yeah. guess who really was in trouble? AIG, who didn't have any money to back up the insurance that right. they produced. Yeah, you know. So I blame AIG. I blame... Bear Stearns. Yeah. I do not blame, blame the person brothers. who was a little out on their mortgage. I don't mm-hmm. either. I don't at all. Well, yeah. look who took the fall for that. Millions of mortgage holders who got foreclosed on. The Wall Street speculators, they got away scot-free. Yeah. Yeah. Who went to jail over that? Nobody. Yeah. I I completely agree. Yeah. uh, and that's why I don't like, like, like the to read speculators repeat. are horrible. Well, uh, but the people who were creating mortgages that they either knew were bad or didn't look into to make sure that they were at least semi-sound but were they, doing that to feed the speculators. So you, they were all part of a You're looking at the little guy that. at the very bottom and the people that repackaged it 400 times over and resold it when there wasn't an underlying oh, yeah. Value. They, they they were even worse. Yeah. No, I don't Absolutely. think the homeowners were bad. I really I, don't. I, I I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. I think millions of my fellow Americans were. Uh, it was a were, shark were, frenzy. Were were, were were snake oil salesmen by yep. the financial industry, which, as I said, as I've mentioned before, my dad was an investment banker. Like I never really worked in finance except for like a summer, and mm. I didn't like it. But it just, on some level, it kind of hurts. It feels kind of personal to me. Like this is kind of, kind of, in some level, I feel psychically responsible because yeah. of, I identify with with that kind of business and my dad. But and, I bet your and dad he was sick at heart about it. I bet your mm-hmm. dad would have held. And I'm guessing because I never knew your dad. Yeah. But um, held to the principle that the underlying value. Yes. He and did. and that's a very basic those, financial the, principle. The, 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 those are the words he kept saying. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's. Those people are gone. Yeah. You know, where are those people right now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, and and thank you, pro-business Republicans. Because, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I mean, like, this is where, like, we disagree on, like, what kind of regulations we should have. But and fundamental how much... values we don't disagree right. on, really. I, mean, I don't you know, think. You... I don't know. Where's Stefan on this? Like, don't spin, <laughs> like, like, don't try spinning straw into gold and then expecting us to, like, go, oh, well. Uh, the guy we'll just... that sold you the hay is the problem. It's like, no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Well, also, this is part of this um, mythos of home ownership that we have in this country. The Mm -hmm. home, you know, this is kind of part of this American dream that, again, gets packaged and sold as an idea more so than as a special after the 50s in Levittown. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, it might be better to rent. Well, yeah. For a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's, uh, but that, that I think is the especially insidious part of that whole scheme was because. They're sort of trading on people's desire to make something of themselves, oh, and the kids get and that, better future and to for provide their for their families, and, yeah. and just like education that's overpriced. And that I think is why it's especially galling that there were no serious consequences for the real. I agree. Um, the the, the real initiators and profiters off of that 
really the, rotten the quote investment. unquote investor class the investor class exactly and they're always the ones who profit and then get away scot free and just to loop this back into Maria I'm really concerned that the, the same the, the, thing the hurricane the, oh, the, the hurricane, hurricane. <laughs> the yeah. hurricane Maria, Maria? <laughs> nah, Maria. Yeah. what do we no. do about a problem like Maria yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no um so, but yeah, in Puerto Rico, I'm really worried that the same thing is going to happen. Oh. That a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of territorial assets and um, you know what responsibilities are going to get sold out to multinational corporations and are going to get yeah. um, become investment material. Modern day Vikings are going to go is in the, and take all. Naomi the- Klein called this the shock doctrine, yeah. where in periods oh, of... Oh, she did Nickel um, and Dimed. Yeah. Uh, that's Barbara Aaron. No, right. Barbara oh, so but, uh, but good book. They do yeah. very similar work, though. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Klein wrote a book called The Shock Doctrine, among other good work she's done, uh, that basically posited that environmental uh, catastrophes, and she used Katrina as an example of this, yeah. become um, the oppor- become the means for opportunistic and that's e- ethically... That's what Mnuchin, uh, Mnuchin did. Well, yeah, exactly. You can go in and profit. You can go in and buy up um, assets that have been unsecured suddenly because of the because of disaster. And basically, that capital markets go in and exploit the both the weakness of the public sector, which is often underfunded and underutilized, and also just the breakdown of civil infrastructure to ba- you yeah. know to basically buy up and profit. You saw this in New Orleans. With- Thank God for capitalism, huh? <laughs> well, this is kind. This is yeah, the dark underside. I'm talking I think that's about Roy Moore's position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dark underside of capitalism. Actually, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, that's, I think that's it's, a fair point, and and certainly we're talking about redlining a, a moment ago, and that's part mm-hmm. of the problem as well. Um, uh, like one of the reasons why this is so devastating is people who were getting homes are losing them, and and they can't even if they get an insurance payout, and of course they may not. You know, yeah, from the hurricane, we would, yeah. yeah, you switch back to hurricane. Right, Sorry. right. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and one of the problems post Katrina, uh, I, I was actually reading an article uh, on Cracked, actually, which is a surprisingly <laughs> interesting. They are pretty informational good. site, as well as like trying to be funny. I don't think it's listed on one of our trusted. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it was an opinion yeah, piece. Yeah. But like it was written by somebody well who written. was, I think, from Louisiana, who's saying like, you know. The the thing that you northerners, uh, you know, you urban types, sort of, you go on about how devastating Katrina was to New Orleans, and it was. That's true, but like the rest of of Louisiana was absolutely flattened, and uh, and, he, and he you know mentioned like just incredible amounts of damage, and he showed pictures of towns that had been just gone. Yeah, and hotels I'm like, and nursing homes and everything. Well, yeah. just everything, you know, yeah. and like all these you know farms and just ordinary businesses of people living their lives and produ- you know the productive economy of the United States. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. which we don't talk about, right? Right, yeah. and and. Um, and one of the one, and one of the consequences of redlining, uh, uh, Stefan, you can you can you probably have a better number for this than I do, but I know one of the things is like there's some ridiculous ratio of concentrated family wealth for white families versus black families oh, yeah. in particular, and it's because like white families were buying houses and the houses have appreciated in value, and so you know and they like they're able to pass on wealth from and one the generation reasonable to the mortgage next. rate and all that stuff yeah 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 and and uh black know. families have historically in recent decades overtaken as a group had actually a negative value slightly negative and that's and in fact african americans are the only uh group whose um earning power and in, and savings have in average gone down since the year 2000 <sighs> continues to get worse 
I didn't know that. And that's Latinos are not far behind. Yeah, that's confiscation so, by the yeah. by the economic system. So I want to yeah. mention something which you mentioned a little bit earlier, and that is Puerto Rico was so broke. Yes, seventy-two when billion dollars. When this happened, what happens when FEMA comes is this: the the government has to put up a percent, and they couldn't. Yeah. So they you just mean the, the, the territorial. Government. Yeah, the, yeah. Or or if it's Florida, they have to do twenty-five percent, and yeah. the feds well, do well, Florida seventy-five. State. So yeah. that. But I'm just saying that's things, yeah. the rule with FEMA for disaster recovery that the mm-hmm. the local needs to. It's not a matching fund, but it's some. You have some skin in the game. Puerto Rico yeah. can do zero because they have nothing to right. to put up. So they and, and just they're devastated. So like they don't have. So they just waived it because yeah. that's why they couldn't start the aid. Is they had to waive the requirement that they just ANTF. like waiving the Jones Act for right. ten yeah. days. Exactly. So they just did that, which is why aid is now arriving. And it's very interesting because I had no idea that I, they were basically I, holding a card where they said, well, you have to like ante up 10 percent or 7 percent or whatever it was. I, I, and did, and <laughs> Trump, President Trump saying like, well, I can't suspend the Jones Act. The shipping <laughs> industry wouldn't like it. It's like. Yeah, your president. Priorities. He, he just uh, he did both of those things, but after that, people yeah. started yeah. howling. Well, because all the investor class, forgive me, um, all no, the no. investor class wants to make sure they get their money back from what they've invested in Puerto Rico. They're holding the papers. Yeah. And they're not going to. But somebody else is going to come in. They're going to develop. They're going to own the asset. They'll own the beach. You know, right? They'll, they'll like the island will be were ringed stuff with, on. with with billion dollar ma- mansions, and the actual people who live there will have to huddle up in the mountains and you know become serfs or something. So this is the beginning of the selling of the selling plundering of. Puerto Rico. of yeah. That's what I'm worried. And you know, honestly, we put ourselves in this position because we've been kicking the can down the road for with far too debt. long. With, yep. Not only with their debt, but with respect to Puerto Rico's status. I agree. It's this bizarre neo-colonial formation. It is. I mean, how can we justify having a terror, especially such a large territory? Three million, three point five million that is people. In, yeah, it's three point five million. It's in legal limbo. Yeah. Um, yeah, they re- couldn't even declare bankruptcy because there was no law right, either right. way, which was what well, they should have done right. before this happened. Thanks to Strom Thurmond. Yeah, yeah, before this happened. Yeah, so it's, you know, so this, but and that, that introduces I, even more legal opportunities to explain the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's becoming active in the Democratic Socialists of America, and nice. I actually was having a drink with him last night, and he basically went on. Who a, paid? Just I kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, oh, you mean he paid for his drinks? I paid now, Sue, they put it into a fund, and it goes to the people who need it the, the most. most. Right. Yeah, right. From the ones and that And he really needed those double scotches. <laughs> um, oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. I don't know if they were really. I don't know. I had water. Whatever. Um, uh, just. Um, yeah, please. The They just had a referendum. Uh, yes. In Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. 97% of the people wanted to become a state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I now, should point out there's a big asterisk because the anti-statehood and an- independence campaigns basically boycotted the vote. Yeah. And the turnout was very low. So, I mean, not to discount, there is there a very robust statehood movement, that- but it's not the only one. And weren't there three things and they took one off the ballot so people couldn't vote on the other the other it choice? Was, yeah, I, I have to there remember. Was, it there, was basically, there stay as it is a territory. Become an independent nation or become an actual state. Yeah, and they took Those one off. The, yeah, and I think they right. took off the Romina territory. Thing. Yeah. Um, so, oh, one uh, other tidbit. Please. Um, 
recent polls have shown that half of Americans don't know that they're citizens. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, amongst the people who don't know they're, they're citizens, only about 40% favor going to any trouble to help them. Yeah. Those of us who know they are, apparently it's 80%. And I'm yeah. like, why is it only 80% of us <laughs> want to help people in our own country? Citizens? Did you want to help Florida? Just because you know Just something kidding. doesn't mean you like, that you're I did, actually. I'm not a fan of Florida. I've, How I've, about I've, Houston? <laughs> I, make, I make comments about Florida and Texas all the time because yes. I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm an arrogant Yankee with a, you know, <laughs> whatever, my nose in the air. But um, nevertheless, Texas and Florida are part of my country, and I want to help them in this time so of need. So is Puerto Rico. And, and Puerto the, Rico. And the um, Virgin Islands. And I think it would be, yes, and the Virgin Islands. And I think it would be great also if we would send uh, uh, hurricane and, and earthquake relief to Mexico as well. But, you know. Um, I just wanted to, to repeat, I think it's uh, important. Just, just because you know something doesn't mean you're a good person. Who, me? No, not you. Just in general, like <laughs> oh, the eighty yeah. percent you were talking about. I yeah. mean, yes, technically you, but you're you are <laughs> it means a good they person. Got good so. history lessons, so they know that yeah, Puerto no, Rico right. is like us. if you know facts, that doesn't mean that you'd want to help the people involved in those facts. <sighs> but yes, there are Americans true. who are yeah. I meant I mean, the 80%, the twenty percent. I'm didn't. an idealist. Honestly, Roy pretty... Moore is still a judge. He had to pass the bar. That's true. And he, he knows, got elected twice. He knows things. Yeah. He's just not a good person. Yeah. My my opinion. Fair enough. The views and opinions, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so we only have a couple of minutes left, and I don't wanna I wanna let you guys have, have the last word, but I, I just wanna say uh my friend was the the my friend the budding socialist was uh <laughs> uh basically advocating that Puerto Rico should declare independence now, among other things, because it would allow them to just ditch that entire amount of debt. And if they can do that, I certainly see that as a compelling reason for them to do mm. that. Uh, well, he pointed out that a number of colonial territories, like, you know, when Rhodesia became Zimbabwe, uh, all of Rhodesia's debt was uh, was just obliterated. It was just gone. Right. Well, that's because you know. they had mercenaries there. Nobody wanted to go in and get the money. <laughs> yeah. In fact, no, I have but, a friend who was a mercenary in Rhodesia. Well, though, there's a very <laughs> good but, but, case but, but, I mean, a number of, there. You know, a number of cases like Namibia and... and how much do the banks want to go in and well, no, but I mean it's like sort of, it's their paper. an established principle of international law that like a colonial territory isn't the same as a country. So it's one thing if like if we had a coup d'état and you know uh, 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 you know Roy Moore becomes dictator for life of America uh, of the United States, we still have like all of the U.S. national debt would sort of be carried over. But like you know, it's not the same thing if if you know, Texas suddenly became its own country. But all the paper holders, they have secured assets of different things. It's not right. like it's it's I, a contract. I'm, I'm wondering if it would work, but yeah. uh, but apparently there's some international law, there's some precedent for maybe being able to just get rid of all that. I don't know. Well, I no, think that probably the U.S. did that when they became freed from Britain, right? We probably said, this is the law, this is how it works when yeah. we leave no, never I don't know what happened to Revolutionary War. Yeah. Well, I think in that case it was like, yeah, you want it? Come over Coming, here and get it. Yeah, yeah. we'll Brits. whoop you again. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, we Which might they well tried have, during 1812. The thing is, we might well have repudiated, repudiated debts run up by the colonial government. Mm. I mean, the, 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 the Continental oh, Congress, point. their yeah. debt, you know. But I mean, like, if there was like a like some kind of levy about, of Tories in Massachusetts. You know, like here are bonds issued by the, the oh the, for the shipping and yeah, John exactly. Hancock. All I mean, those I folks honestly had, don't know. Yeah, I think I, it depends I on the piece of paper, know. but yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but I just like it's the kind of thing where like yeah, okay, and technically because you're now a new country, 
Um, whatever. I don't know. I, I think it makes more sense for Puerto Rico to stay part of the richest country in the world. Well, who would lend them money if they did that? I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Really Ever again. Know. That's what I want. I would like to see them become a state just because I want to see the GOP ter- uh, like um, climb into a pretzel trying to explain <laughs> why they don't want to let 3.5 million more Latinos into the franchise. Voting, yeah. yeah. Actually, they already vote, but it's not... No, they don't it's get not, electors. It's, it's non-binding. Yeah, it's, they don't get it's electors. Cer- ceremonial yeah. at best. Yeah. And, and they, yeah, like two senators, they they'll have... primaries. And five or six <laughs> Congress people. I'll, I'll take that. Well, yeah. e- even a couple. Like, they'll, they'll have some real clout. Yeah. So... It is about time for us to wrap up tonight with civil politics, uh, but I just, you know, uh, looked like you had something you wanted to say, Sue. And no, I wanna... I, we, there were a million things we could have talked about, but next week's another week, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something else will be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. So I guess uh, we're going to wrap up then. So thanks for listening tonight to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, Subculture's coming up next with super awesome uh, uh, alternative music. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about more politics and stuff and try and be civil about it. Hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, episodes from our archives, and other projects, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.